Hi, it's Jenny. We're currently gearing up for season three of Encyclopedia Womanica. In the meantime, we're mixing things up, bringing back some of our favorite episodes in many week-longish themes. Our current theme is Legends. Stay tuned for a brand new season coming in September. Thanks for listening. This episode of Encyclopedia Womanica is sponsored by Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is hair care that's formulated specifically for you. No matter your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, and treatments to fit your unique needs. You start by taking a quick quiz to tell them about your hair, and then they determine the right blend of ingredients and bottle your custom formula to order. I've been using mine for the past few months, and I have to say it's been awesome. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Jenny to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash J-E-N-N-Y. Functionofbeauty.com slash Jenny. Check it out. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. Today we're talking about the Queen of Soul, This musical icon crossed genres and dazzled fans for decades. Her rendition of the song Respect became a rallying cry for social justice movements of her time. She won 19 Grammy Awards, including one for Lifetime Achievement, and was the first woman inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's talk about the one and only Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin was born in Memphis, Tennessee on March 25, 1942, to Barbara Sickers Franklin and Reverend Clarence LaVon Franklin. By the time she was four, Aretha's family had moved from Memphis to Buffalo, New York, before finally settling in Detroit, Michigan. Growing up, Aretha was surrounded by music. Her mother was a gospel singer and played the piano, and her father, a minister, sang too. At the age of six, Aretha's parents separated, and Aretha stayed with her father. Her mother passed away a few years later. Aretha's father's house was often home to visiting musicians, from Dina Washington to Sam Cooke to Mahalia Jackson. Aretha's sisters, Irma and Carolyn, were also musically inclined and sang and wrote songs throughout their lives. Aretha had an amazing ear for music. Despite the fact that she never learned to read music, Her brother later said that by the time Aretha was 10 years old, she could hear a song once and immediately be able to sing it and play it on the piano. Aretha made her performing debut as a member of the choir at New Bethel Baptist Church, where her father preached. It didn't take long for her incredible talent to be recognized. When she was 12 years old, she went on tour performing with other popular gospel artists. That same year, Aretha got pregnant and had her first child at the age of 12, a son named Clarence. Two years later, she had a second son, Edward. Throughout her life, Aretha would return to her roots singing gospel music. But when she was 18 years old, she switched her primary focus to secular music. She moved to New York City, parting from her sons who stayed with her family in Detroit. That year, in 1960, Aretha signed a contract with Columbia Records. Her early albums touched on all sorts of genres, from jazz to blues to Broadway to R&B. Part of that variety may have been a strategic choice, though perhaps not a wholly successful one. In 1961, Aretha had married a man named Ted White, who became her manager. He believed that releasing albums in different genres could attract a broader audience. 
but later admitted that it may have confused consumers. It wasn't until Aretha switched to Atlantic Records at the end of 1966 that her fame and commercial success really took off. There, alongside producer Jerry Wexler, Aretha's full sound took shape. In 1967, she released her first song to sell a million copies, a song called I Never Loved a Man the Way I Love You. It reached number one on the R&B charts and number nine on the pop charts. Aretha mixed gospel and R&B, often improvising with other musicians to develop songs and to add additional vocals. She was crowned the Queen of Soul. In the late 1960s, with the civil rights movement and the feminist movement in full swing, Aretha's rendition of Otis Redding's Respect struck a chord with activists across the nation. She later wrote about the song's release in her autobiography. Aretha said, It was the need of the nation, the need of the average man and woman in the street. The businessman, the mother, the fireman, the teacher, everyone wanted respect. For respect, Aretha won her first two Grammy Awards. And the hits kept coming with songs including Think, Chain of Fools, Baby I Love You, and I Say a Little Prayer. While Aretha's professional success continued to grow, her personal life was heading in the opposite direction. She separated from and eventually divorced her husband, Ted White, with whom she had a son, Ted White Jr., who would later lead Aretha's band. Aretha and Ted Sr.'s relationship had been rocky and even violent. Aretha also struggled with alcoholism during the late 1960s. As the 1970s rolled around, Aretha continued to release pop and gospel hits. She toured across the U.S. and in Europe and Latin America. Towards the end of the decade, however, the disco era briefly displaced her at the top of the charts. In 1978, Aretha married actor Glenn Turman. The following year, on June 10, 1979, Aretha's father was shot twice in his home. He stayed in a coma until he died in 1984. After Aretha and Glenn separated in 1982, Aretha moved back to the Detroit area to be closer to her family. Still, throughout the 1980s, Aretha continued to release hit albums in multiple genres, pop, R&B, and gospel. She recorded duets with everyone from George Michael to Elton John, Whitney Houston, and James Brown. In the early and mid-90s, Aretha slowed her prolific musical output. Then, in 1998, she proved her ability to perform extended to yet another quite different genre, opera. When Luciano Pavarotti had to cancel a performance at the Grammy Awards that year, Aretha stepped in and sang Puccini's famous and famously difficult aria, Nessun Dorma, to great acclaim.
Aretha continued releasing music throughout the rest of her life, including a 1998 album featuring a young producer named Lauryn Hill, and fans remained eager for more. In 2005, she received the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian award in the U.S. In 2009, she sang My Country Tis of Thee at the inauguration of President Barack Obama to a crowd of more than one million people. On August 16, 2018, Aretha Franklin died at her home in Detroit. She was 76 years old. The power and passion of her voice dazzled audiences for decades. All month, we're talking about musicians. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. And you can follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Hi, it's Jenny. I'm so excited to tell you about a new WMN show. A hundred years ago, the 19th Amendment protecting women's constitutional right to vote was ratified. But American women's battle for the ballot began long before then and continues to this day. On She Votes, a new podcast from Wonder Media Network, award-winning journalists Lynn Sher and Ellen Goodman unravel the complex history of the women's suffrage movement. From the unintended limits of the 19th Amendment to the return of voter suppression, She Votes shares a historical narrative that carries profound relevance today. As we exercise our right to vote in another landmark election year, travel back in time with She Votes to understand the long and continued fight for women's place at the ballot box. Listen and subscribe to She Votes wherever you get your podcasts.